0: It's back to normal for the Pennsylvania State FFA team. Seven new members of the team were elected earlier this summer, and they've hit the ground running learning about the industry and advocating for more youth involvement in agriculture. I recently called up with two members of the team at Ag Progress Days a few weeks ago, and I talked to them about being in person and what their year of service will look like. State President Abby O'Neill and State Secretary Nina Coolidge are this week's guests. Sit back and relax, and thanks a lot for listening. Isn't it so nice to be in person instead of virtual for once?
1: Yes, definitely. We are so excited to be back in person and see everybody out here enjoying time with family and friends at Ag Progress Days.
0: Who is the name of that voice that we just heard?
1: Uh, My name is Nino Coolidge. I'm from Tioga County, and I'm currently serving as the Pennsylvania FFA State Secretary.
0: And we have another special guest here.
2: Hello, everyone. My name is Abigail O'Neill, and I'm serving as the Pennsylvania FFA state president this year.
0: So we're here at Ag Progress Days and right next to your tent here at the show. Tell me a little bit about your booth and what you do at the show.
1: So our Pennsylvania FFA Foundation is having this food booth to help support their mission, which is to help support the association, which is our members. And we are selling a wide variety of breakfast and lunch foods. And it seems like everybody is enjoying it here today.
0: Do members from all over the state actually volunteer time? How does that work?
1: Um, So actually today we
2: have a couple different chapters with us, um, but they sign up previously to Ag Progress Days um, and actually get a chance to come here and work the stand um, and really represent the organization that they love. Um, It's great to see the members here and get to know them a little bit better before we get into the school year.
0: It's been roughly two months since you were elected to the team. How has it been going so far?
2: Um, It's been a really incredible experience. Um, All seven of us are like best friends already, even though it's been two months. Um, We spent a lot of time on the road. Um, We've been up in Wellsboro near Nina for um, a teacher's conference. Um, We also got to tour in Washington, D.C. for a national summit um, with state officers from across the country, getting to know them, learn about advocacy. Um, And recently, we've been doing a lot of meetings with congressmen. Um, We actually met with Secretary Russell Redding. And um, Congressman GT Thompson. Um, just getting to meet them, talking about the industry, um, it was really great to actually talk with them and have them take time out of their day to get to know us a little bit.
0: And how about from your perspective? How have the first couple months gone for you?
1: I would like to reiterate what Abby said. It's great being back in person and getting to see all these lovely faces of members and agricultural educators throughout our Commonwealth. Looking forward to this upcoming year, I would say we're looking forward to being in person for our chapter members going to do chapter visits, and all of our conferences and conventions are slated to be in person, so we are super excited to get to know members.
0: You want to just go ahead and tell me a little bit about yourself? Abby, would you like to go first?
2: Um, so... I'm from the Grassland FFA chapter in Lancaster County. Um, I didn't come from a traditional agriculture background, so I wasn't in the farming world. Um, I actually sparked my ag interest in a classroom freshman year. Um, And ever since then, I've fallen in love with the industry and everything it has to offer for us. Um, So it's definitely different because a lot of our team comes from that rich agriculture background. Um, And so bringing that perspective to the team is an awesome thing for me to do. So, I grew up in a more rural area, um, but my family was just never into the agriculture industry. My parents were actually in FFA, um, but we actually worked at an auto body. Our family owned that. So, the ag. Industry was really never presented to me until I had that classroom opportunity. Um, And for that reason, I'm so grateful for agriculture education and everything it has to offer for us because it truly is the number one growing industry that we have. Um, And so bringing awareness to it and finding those kids like me that didn't have the opportunity when they were younger and showing them how great the industry is is something I'm super grateful for.
0: It was a class that sparked your interest in agriculture. What about this class really sparked your interest
2: so, for me, I was definitely somebody that thought the ag industry was just cows, plows, and sows. Um, but seeing the classroom setting, I really got to see the leadership side of it and that it is um, a business as well as um, the agriculture side of it. Um, and the leadership within the industry is something that's super incredible to me. Um, just seeing how well versed and how knowledgeable everyone within it is, um,
1: truly leading the future.
0: So, Nina, tell me a little bit about yourself.
1: I'm from Tioga County, and I was from the Grand Canyon FFA chapter. I did have an agricultural background coming into FFA. I spent about 10 years showing animals through 4-H, and I showed market hogs and market steers. Grew up on the farm with my grandparents. And coming into high school, I saw my brother go through FFA, and I thought, wow, I want to have all those amazing opportunities that he is having. So I enrolled in agricultural class, and ever since then, I've been hooked on FFA and what it stands for, and the opportunities it provides its members to gain those skills that they're going to need in the real world.
0: What type of farm did you grow up on?
1: My grandparents had a dairy farm, and about, I'd say, four or five years ago, they sold out of the dairy farm and just did a beef farm, and part of my supervised agricultural experience project, which is part of Three Circle Agricultural Education, I raised some swine and they were my breeding pig project. And so my grandpa allowed me to have a breeding pig project on the farm, which was super exciting to learn my own aspect of agriculture and how to run an agricultural business alongside the help and the mentorship of my grandfather.
0: Do you still have those swine?
1: I actually sold out of the breeding industry because I currently this past year completed my freshman year at Penn State University main campus where I'm majoring in agricultural and extension education to become an agriculture teacher here in Pennsylvania.
0: So Nina, you want to become a teacher. Abby, what are you working on?
1: Um, so we do take a gap year for state office, so we're not
2: in school right now. Mm-hmm. Um, But at the end of the year, I'm going to be attending University of Delaware to study food and agribusiness marketing and management. Um, I'm definitely an indecisive person, so a career path really is something I've been struggling and wrestling with. Um, But that's where I'm going to be starting with schooling, and I think the major might change, but I'm excited to be a Blue Hen.
0: Last year was all virtual. This year we're really back in person. Tell me a little bit about the year you have coming up and what you'll be doing.
2: Um, So one of the next big things we're going to be taking on is chapter visits. Um, And that's something where the ag programs at the schools can um, email our advisor and ask two of us or four of us to come visit their chapter for the day. Um, And we run workshops through the entirety of the school day, teaching them about leadership, teamwork, um, areas of that sort. Um, It's a great way to get to know the membership, and we're super excited because it will give us the opportunity to practice that teaching um, and really spread our wings and get into the ag industry as role models and kind of spark the interest that we had sparked in us. Um, So definitely excited to spark that change and be involved in the classroom
1: setting.
0: And National Convention is right around the corner.
1: Yes, this year, National FFA Convention will be in person in Indianapolis, Indiana at the end of October. And as Pennsylvania State FFA officers, we are allowed to go and be the delegates for National FFA. So each of us will sit on a different committee and discuss with other state officers from around the nation issues that are presented to us from the organization. And we will vote and see what the national board would like us to do afterwards.
0: So it's only been a couple months, but what have you taken so far from the experience of being a state officer?
1: Well, we certainly learn how to pack
2: and be on the road, (laughs) um, spend a lot of time in the van. Um, So definitely good skills, something we laugh about. but. Um, Also, learning how to connect with others um, and those soft skills that you're going to need to be in the industry and to be a professional someday. Um, Something that I wouldn't have had necessarily if it wasn't for FFA. So I'm beyond grateful to have that experience and continue to learn um, not only from our advisor but also from my teammates and the ways that they lead and inspire others.
1: I would have to say that being a state officer for the past two months has taught us to be humble and patient servants to our members of the association because some people like to think of state FFA officers as these higher up positions and that we're above the members. And we truly are not above our members. We serve the members. And if anything, I think of them higher up above us because they're the ones we are serving. And without them, seven or sorry, eight members electing us to this position, we would not be here. And it's truly humbling to be here to serve our 13,000 members and being patient with each other and the changing times, being back in person and learning what that looks like for us.
0: Have you thought about the overall message you want to share with state FFA members this year coming out of the pandemic?
2: Um, So each year the state officer team has the opportunity to pick a state theme for the year. Um, And in June we actually selected ours and this year it is embrace. Um, And we're super excited for that theme because it's so versatile and each member can use it in a way that they see fit. Um, But for us as a team we're super excited to embrace that opportunity to be back together. Um, and just embracing every small moment because we all know what it was like last year to not be together we know the term unprecedented times all too well and i think we're looking to see the members kind of rise to that occasion not a lot of them have had the experience in the ffa um so looking forward to seeing them take over and come into the ffa industry and really just spread their wings and find their passions we're excited for that
1: i have to reiterate what abby said just letting members embrace who they truly are and what they truly want to do and one of the message i would say is no matter what your contribution is to ffa whether you participate at every state level event or you just do one fundraiser one chapter event that you are valued and that you are mattered within our organization and that it's there's a home for you and we'll support you in whatever you do
0: how about outside of ffa tell me a little bit about the things you like to do in your regular lives
1: Um, In high school, I played
2: softball and volleyball at a pretty competitive level, Um, and outside of that, I actually work at a local tavern. I'm a waitress there, Um, so when I'm not on the road um, and I come home for the weekends, I'm actually working, and a lot of our team actually holds jobs. Nina, do you want to talk about yours?
1: Yes, so in high school, I was very active in other clubs, such as National Honor Society or our Connect Four peer mentorship program. Sport-wise, I played, I was a year-round athlete with playing football in the fall. I did play. I was wide receiver and cornerback, but I also played basketball, softball, and ran track. I didn't run track. Uh, (laughs) I did all the throwing events, and what I do um, outside of FFA when I'm actually home is I was hired by local daycare this past summer. I substitute for them when they need, and I also am the lifeguard for them.
0: How was last year dealing with the unprecedented circumstances COVID brought?
1: Um,
2: Last year, I was a senior in high school, and so being the president of the chapter, it was definitely a struggle to kind of find that membership involvement and continue to have those events. Um, FFA kind of was on pause for the beginning part of the year because of um, regulations within the school district. Um, But that's something that I'm proud of, that we were able to continue as an organization and push forward and continue to spark that change and be inspirational leaders within the community and continue to live to serve as we are told to do. Um, Nina had a different perspective of it because she was in school. Do you want to talk about that a little bit?
1: Yes, so like I said, I was at Penn State University main campus and I decided to go in person because I wanted the experience of being away and being my own person at college and I believe then Penn State did a great job of trying their best for us. They tried different events, such as craft nights on Friday nights. They had watch parties for some of the sporting events, even though we couldn't attend. And it was a great overall experience that I did have some in-person classes and some virtual. So it's the best of both worlds.
0: So we're winding down here. Anything else you want to add about your busy year coming up?
2: Um, I would just like to say thank you so much for having us. Um, It's always a great chance to advocate for this organization. It's definitely given me so much. I know it's given Nina and our teammates so much. Um, So any chance we can get to promote the FFA, we take the opportunity. Um, Definitely so proud of the membership um, and how they've stayed strong in the last few months and year. I'm looking forward to see what they achieve this year and super excited to be back in person.
1: And I appreciate as well being able to speak with you today. And if there's anybody out there that wants to know more about FFA, what we do, or contact us if they need help at an event, they can look on the PAFFA.org website and there is contact information for our state advisor, Mr. Mike Brammer, and we would be grateful to help anybody in any capacity.
0: And for someone who wants to use you for a speaking engagement or something like that, how much lead time do you need to get something scheduled?
2: Um, Our schedule is usually pretty busy, but we do have a lot of gaps in there as well. Um, And so Mr. Michael Brammer, our advisor, is usually pretty great at finding a time that works for both parties. So if there's a time that you're looking for, as long as we have like a week in advance, I would say maybe two weeks, um, just giving us the opportunity to prepare if you're looking for us to teach a workshop. Oh my gosh, to teach a workshop or um, to be engaged with the membership, just giving a little bit of head time, but we are usually pretty flexible in that sense.
0: Thanks very much, ladies.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: And thanks again to Abby and Niner for appearing on the podcast. You can read more about the team on the Pennsylvania FFA website and on the organization's Facebook and social media channels. Check those out. Thanks for listening to the podcast this week, and I'll see you next time.